Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. I'm laughing at myself as I sit down to record this episode because I literally just recorded a little video talking about discipline and how I've overcome a lack of discipline so much over the last few years. I've become, I've been able to become so much more consistent and that video sort of spurred out of listening to a podcast where they were talking about how we just need to have more discipline. And one of the points I was making in that video is that I really don't think for the vast majority of us, if we're struggling with discipline, if we're struggling with consistency, I don't think it's a matter of laziness. Um, and I think sometimes there's even this this perception that it's almost like a moral failing if you can't be disciplined. You're lazy, there's something wrong with you, maybe you're just not even a good person. Sometimes that's like the underlying sentiment that's being expressed when these, whatever, life coaches, gurus are talking about this need to be disciplined. But when I look at it from more of a subconscious approach, I think a lot of us are struggling with discipline and consistency because of unresolved experiences, because of limiting subconscious beliefs that are keeping us stuck. And so anyways, with all of that said, I was laughing at myself because I had just recorded that little video. Meanwhile, I haven't released an episode on my podcast for two weeks. So not a lot of, you know, missing some discipline and consistency there in these last two weeks. And... I actually thought that was a really good topic to talk about in today's episode is why did I disappear for two weeks? And I even did an Evox session on it this week because there's so many deeper threads to it. And for those of you who don't know, the last episode that I released was an episode sharing about the trauma that I had experienced as a child. And I'm not going to, we're not going to go over all of that today, but if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to tune in if you want to understand where this week's episode is coming from. And then something I just want to say really quickly here is for those of you who have been longtime listeners, I promise this show isn't going to be all about this topic for the end of time. I really am going to try and As I mentioned in the last episode, I want to record some guest interviews on this topic of abuse and early childhood trauma to be able to dissect it through different lenses and hopefully help anyone else who has experienced something similar. However, not every single episode going forward is going to be about that topic. I still want to bring in experts and have solo episodes on a variety of other topics related to emotional wellness, holistic health. So That is still all on the menu. I want to encourage you. Um, But I do think this is an important episode to record just coming off of the last episode that I released. And the reason for that is 
it was even surprising for me after releasing that episode that I suddenly felt so vulnerable, shameful a little bit. And so I think that'll be interesting to talk about today. Why did I disappear for two weeks after releasing that episode? And it's something that I was, you know, puzzling out myself as well and even did an Evox session on myself looking at that deeper. And I call it hiding. I released that episode and on a subconscious level, I think at least at first, I went into hiding after releasing that episode. And what I mean by that is after releasing that episode, I there was this felt sense of I just want to be invisible. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to catch anyone's attention. I don't want to come back on the podcast and have to show my face again, right? All of these on a very subliminal, subliminal way were kind of coursing through me after releasing that episode. And, you know, on the one hand, it's frustrating. On the other hand, it's fascinating, right? When I step into that role of the observer of myself, I actually find it really fascinating how even on the most minute level in releasing that, and even though when I released it, I was actually doing it from a place of confidence, from a place of calm and composure and regulation, which as I said in that episode was really important to me. I didn't want to speak on that topic when I was still in a huge, huge place of dysregulation. And I feel really confident that that was the case. However, I don't think I was fully prepared for how I would feel internally after releasing that information publicly. And I don't know that there's much more I could have done to prepare for that. And it's not like there was a huge, huge fallout, right? I I kind of went inward for about two weeks, but it didn't last much longer than that. I'm back. I'm feeling safer and confident again. But it's interesting to start to dissect that a little bit, at least I think in my my own brain it is. And I do, you know, I'd wager that this is something many other people are experiencing frequently, but they might not be able to or have yet been able to put words to what it is that they're doing on an energetic, on a subconscious level, which is that hiding, that kind of going into their shell, trying to be invisible. What surprised me about the hiding and the the fact that it surfaced is, as I said, I've spent a year working on this trauma, working through the shame, which was a huge thing that was coming up initially, the grief, the sheer terror and fear and panic that came up with it. More recently, it's been the anger that has come up with it. And so, but particularly that shame I I feel I felt like I had worked through quite a bit. And then after releasing that episode and then kind of going MIA for 2 weeks when I came back and was like, "Hey, I'm I'm sick of this. I don't want to hide anymore. I don't want this pattern to be surfacing anymore." In my Evox session what started to surface about why did I want to go into hiding on that subconscious level? It really was this first of all this this shame that was coming up of, "Oh, people are going to I don't know, they're gonna think poorly of me. They're going to, now they know this like dirty secret of mine and I feel, I guess still on some level, like I did something wrong. Like I played a role in that abuse. 
people are going to look down on me or I don't know, maybe want to avoid me because I'm this like tarnished thing who did, you know, who had these dirty things done to her. It's so, it was interesting because as I said, I felt like I had worked through some of that, but I guess I couldn't have anticipated how it would feel releasing this information on a larger, much more public scale. Because I think in relation to myself and the shame I felt towards myself, which was a big thing I had to work through is not only did I, was I so afraid of anyone else knowing this information because they would be disgusted and ashamed of me. I genuinely was disgusted and ashamed of myself. And so I can very confidently say that I've come through to the other side of that. I no longer feel that way towards myself. However, it was interesting to see that at least on some level, consciously, subconsciously, a part of me still is worried about what we, what people will think when they hear this information about me. Are they going to look down on me? Are they going to be disgusted by me? And then the second piece that was coming up, again, fascinating because this wasn't on my radar consciously, was a feeling that people were going to be like, Seriously, you think this is a big deal? Way worse things have happened to people. You know, being sexually abused as a child isn't something that you should be uh, wounded about. Isn't, isn't something that should have caused you this many issues throughout your lifetime. You're so, you know, you're so pathetic for having let it affect you this way. You need to just get over it. And even as I'm saying those words right now, I know that's not true. That That is a serious thing to have happened to you, especially at such a young age. And absolutely, it can affect you in those ways. But it's so wild to see that there's a part of me that feels so, so afraid that maybe other people won't take it seriously or that I, I'm just weak and not strong enough to deal with it correctly, that I don't deserve to be hurt by that, that I don't deserve to talk about it outwardly, um, that because other people are experiencing worse things, I don't deserve to talk about how this thing affected me, all these different things. And by the way, one of the things I just want to say right here is I tell clients all the time, I don't like to compare trauma. Trauma isn't what happened to us. It's what happened inside of us. And so, yes, there are people experiencing horrendous things all over the world. That doesn't invalidate our own experiences and the trauma and the wounds that we have picked up throughout our lifetime. I think that's super, super important. Um, And yet the fact that I tell clients that all the time doesn't stop me sometimes on some level from thinking that myself, towards myself. But thankfully, I can bring in that dialogue to myself and remind myself, no, that's, it's not the case. Yeah, trauma is what happened inside of you. It's not what happened to you. You're so validated in this. But it's, it's an interesting journey. This really has been such an interesting journey to see the different layers that continue to surface as each week passes, as each month passes, this has certainly been the longest I've ever spent trying to heal a topic. 
Um, and on the one hand, I have to say that a year, I think compared to maybe some other modalities, a year for how far I've come working on this trauma, I have come so unbelievably far and I'm so proud of myself. I'm so grateful to have access to my own Evox technology. Um, and yet there's still more. There's still more to bring up and clear out and replace with new expansive beliefs and patterns. But having done so much of the work before, that doesn't deter me. That doesn't make me feel sad or heavy or exhausted. I get excited because I think one of the most beautiful things about healing work is as you heal and you step into more joy and you step into more peace and alignment and authenticity, you start to go, whoa, you mean there's even more joy available? You mean there's even more peace I can step into? Great. Yeah. Let me tackle this. Let me tackle this problem. Let me tackle this wound, this next wound, this next layer of this wound, because I want more joy. I want more peace. I deserve more joy. I deserve more peace. And those things are boundless. They aren't finite. There is not finite joy available to me. There is always going to be more joy I can step into. And that gets me so, so excited. So with all of that said, there were these two very subliminal things coming up for me. This fear of people kind of being disgusted by me, being ashamed, um, and then this fear that people were going to discredit or invalidate or look down on me for feeling like this was a big deal. And, and so what does my brain and body do? Let's check out. Let's shut down. Let's hide. Let's become invisible. That is what will protect us from these perceived threats. And by the way, this is a pattern I am very, very familiar with because that hiding absolutely, I think is, for me, it presented a lot as self-sabotage. When I would start to be doing well, start to be getting busier and busier, connecting with more people, I would self-sabotage. And really what that was is it was that hiding. And if I want to get really specific with it, it was that freeze stress response, just full shutdown, disassociate from reality, and really sabotaging myself because of those perceived threats, whatever they may have been. What I'm so proud of myself is this was like two weeks, two weeks of hiding, right? And I don't know, maybe to some people that sounds like a really long time, but I can tell you that in the past, if we were to go back a few years ago, that hiding period, that shutdown period for me could have been truly months months of me being checked out, months of me not being fully present, months of me energetically repelling people and opportunities. And as I started to heal those those month-long periods of that pattern, maybe turned into weeks, a couple of weeks. And and they they would show up less and less. I would go into hiding less and less. And I can confidently say I haven't done that hiding routine for several months now. Now, to be fair, in 2022, especially with this trauma that surfaced, 
I was hiding hardcore and I can definitely get into that a little bit more. But in healing this deep core wound, which I really believe is the core root cause of this whole lifelong pattern of self-sabotage and hiding, there's such a deeper sense of safety that's been established in my core that I don't need the hiding so much anymore. And so I'm proud for a number of reasons. Number one, this pattern hasn't been showing up for me. And number two, when it did show up, I was able to recognize it pretty quickly and sit down, process through it, let the emotions that needed to come up, validate those emotions, let the limiting beliefs come up associated with that, and then bring in the new expansive beliefs that I need to help me pivot out of this limiting pattern. The other thing I want to point out about this last two weeks that I'm actually really proud of is about a week in, you know, a week after I didn't release an episode, I didn't record anything. And right away I was like, Leanne, you're hiding. You're you're doing your little invisibility cloak thing where you just want to disappear. You don't want any attention. And I actually got really annoyed with myself, which... You know, on the one hand, I was working through that because I want to bring in the self-compassion. I want to bring in the self-empathy for, okay, I see that you're scared. Let's talk through this so that you don't feel scared anymore to be seen. But I do want to just note that I think just the fact that I was even getting annoyed with that is a big, big sign of growth because I was like, oh my God, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of hiding. I'm so sick of being scared. I want to be seen. I want to feel safe to be seen. And I've come such a long way with that. But it's when I kind of compare and contrast to how I was years ago, months ago. First of all, years and years ago, I wouldn't have even been aware that I was doing this sort of shut down, freeze, invisible hiding thing. I would just be in it for however long until I sort of naturally came out of it. And then, you know, the progression of it was I started to become aware of that pattern. However, when I would go into hiding, I didn't want to come out of it because it felt so safe. It felt so familiar. And so I'd be like, can't I just stay here? Can't I just stay in this place of hiding and invisibility? I like it here. And now I've gotten to a place where actually I'm so safe inside. And I have trust for myself and I have confidence and inner peace that actually the hiding doesn't even feel good or safe anymore. Maybe it does initially in that very, very beginning when I'm a little dysregulated. But after a week of hiding, I'm like, ugh, no, I don't like this. I don't want this. This is actually keeping me from my goals and my dreams and my hopes. And I think that is a huge, huge sign of progress for me that... That place of hiding can only offer me so much peace anymore that I, I've i healed so much so that I don't want to stay there very long. And that pattern doesn't surface very much. And when it does, I'm not stuck in it for weeks and months or years. So I thought that was worth pointing out. Now, the last thing I want to touch on here with this is I want to just speak a little bit to how this hiding pattern showed up when 
this trauma first surfaced in March of 2022, literally a year ago, I I don't think I've ever gone into that hiding pattern like I did when this when this trauma surfaced. And I feel like it's helpful to describe this because again, maybe others are experiencing this currently, but they don't realize what's going on. And so when the trauma first surfaced, I not only did I just isolate myself, I didn't want to go to any parties, which it's not like we're partying, you know, we're not party people, but any kind of gathering, any kind of gathering, even if it was just a family gathering with eight people, nothing. I wanted to hide and be so invisible. I wasn't reaching out to friends. When I would go out anywhere to the grocery store, I would wear the baggiest, loosest clothes. I didn't want my body to be seen at all. Truly, I think I probably, even in just like a few months, I think I probably gained about 10 to 15 pounds at least. I don't have a scale in my house, so I'm not totally sure, but if I had to guess, at least 10 to 15 pounds. And I could feel it. I could feel myself not wanting anyone's attention. I don't want anyone to look at me. I don't want to speak up. I don't want to be seen. And what that actually started to trickle into, even though I wasn't consciously doing this, is it got to a period in the middle of last year where I had an entire week without a single client. And, you know, then maybe the next week I had one or two clients. And that's when, for me, it really hit me square in the face of like, Leanne, you are energetically repelling everything and everyone because you've gotten to a point of such fear and shame and terror and low self-worth because of this trauma. And so for me, that was like, and by the way, I have been doing plenty of work. This surfaced in March. The sort of like standstill came probably around, I don't know, maybe August or September. So it's not that I had just this trauma surfaced and I didn't do anything about it. I had been actively working on it. But the depth of the fear and shame and grief, especially because those were emotions that had been repressed for 25, 26 years or so that I just needed, they, it was kind of like this unending stream. I just needed to continue to let those emotions come up. I needed to continue to reestablish and reiterate safety to myself in a variety of different ways. Nervous system work, therapy, evox, intense meditations, all these different things, which I'll, I can definitely get into in future episodes. But when I really started to dissect that wanting to be invisible, that energetic repelling, that energetic hiding, it boiled down to two things, really. One of which is that safety. It's not safe to be seen. With this trauma coming up, I was kind of thrown back into that experience and just feeling like, yeah, when I was seen in the past, I was abused. I was treated really poorly. And so wanting to be invisible for safety purposes. But then there was the other layer of it of that shame and the worthiness and oh if uh if people look at me for too long and too deeply they're going to discover this and they're going to be disgusted by me so i need to hide from people 
so that they can't find this out about me. It's like my dirty secret that I need to keep. And so for those two big reasons, safety and worth, I was hiding. And once I started to see so clearly how that was affecting literally every aspect of my life and even my business, my income, my my financial stability, I was able to go, okay, what's the next step I need to take here? And by that point, it, it had become really clear because I had been doing all of this work with myself. I had even gotten to a point where I had told some members of my family And for probably three months, I knew that I needed to have a conversation with this person who had abused me and I needed to tell them, you can no longer be a part of my life. We can have no contact whatsoever. Setting that, that I'll call it a boundary, although it felt like so much more than just a boundary, but really a complete end to that relationship because this was a person who, it was my father. It was the person who was still a part of my life, albeit not that we had a super deep relationship. But I wasn't able to do that, which of course, (laughs) that's such a hard thing to do. And so for three months, every fiber of my being, my intuition was all telling me like, this is the next step in the healing journey. And I just wasn't at a place yet where I was safe enough inside to be able to do that. And slowly everything in my life came to a standstill. One week with absolutely no clients turned into two weeks with absolutely no clients. And the absolutely bizarre thing about all of this is that I did finally have that conversation with that person, which was hands down the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. And there was, you know, a whole nervous system fallout from that. But the bizarre thing is that after I had that conversation with him, the very next week, my schedule was full again. All my clients had just like miraculously come back. (laughs) It doesn't, to me, I don't believe that's coincidence. Because after having that conversation with him, there was this deeper sense of safety that came into me. I was There was more confidence that came into me and I wasn't energetically repelling so much anymore. I think on some level I was, but not quite as much. I felt safer to be seen again because I knew that I never had to see, hear from, speak to, look at this person again. So I say all of that because... I think it's worth asking ourselves, especially if there is a trauma that is still repressed or a little bit unresolved for any of us. And we find ourselves in that yo-yo or in that dance of being consistent and then being inconsistent with anything in our lives. Or we find ourselves, yeah, if we if we are someone who works with clients or with patients, is there inconsistency there? Do they... Do I have a hard time keeping a full schedule? And is it on that on some level, I am energetically playing small. I'm energetically repelling people. I'm energetically wanting to be invisible because of anything that might be unresolved within me. I think that's a question worth asking for all of us. 
Um, and for me, being able to recognize that pattern, like I said before, it's helped me become so much more acutely aware of it when it does surface. But also then when it surfaces, because I know, oh, when I go, when I start to repel, when I start to want to be invisible, when I start to hide, it's because I feel unsafe and or unworthy. So now when I when this pattern does surface, I can jump straight to the root cause of it. Okay, what am I feeling unsafe about? What am I feeling unsure about? What am I not feeling confident about? Is there something I'm feeling shame about that I feel like I don't want people to know, so I need to hide from them? And it allows me to get to the root of it 20 times faster have whatever conversation, whatever dialogue, whatever emotional healing I need to have with myself and then move and pivot out of that pattern so much quicker. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that was insightful for you guys. I'm so grateful for every single one of you who listens to this show. I had several really, really kind messages about the last episode that was released, which was so encouraging to hear. So encouraging to hear that at least some people don't, I mean, aren't disgusted by me, aren't um, ashamed of me, aren't judging me. They're they're energetically loving on me and energetically sending me hugs and confidence and assurance and safety. And so that was so so kind. Thank you to every every person who sent me a little message of some sort. As I said. Not all the episodes are going to be about this. So if this isn't your cup of tea, I totally get it. Don't worry. There's more guest interviews coming your way. There's more solo episodes talking about any other variety of topics. But because I did sort of disappear for two weeks, I wanted to, the first episode coming back, address that and and use it as an opportunity to share what was going on within me and the, the work I'm continuing to do healing around this. Thank you, thank you, thank you to every single person who listens, shares episodes with friends, subscribes. You all are amazing. I'm so grateful for this community, for this platform. And I can't wait to bring just so much more expansive, hopefully inspirational, hopefully educational episodes your way. So with that, everyone have an amazing weekend. And until next week, 